Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show with your host with the most. I've wanted to say that for a long time. It's me, Bark! <laughs> oh my god, the host with the most. And to the left, scared, his arms. Scared the crap out of me the way you went into that. Hi. Yeah, Hi. Like, good, good afternoon, good evening. Felt like that Mark guy on Double Dare. Just got excited. <laughs> to my right is Ninanit! Thanks, dude. Thanks. Oh, okay. So much excitement. Like, it's scary and palpable. Like It's been seven days. Has it? Yeah. Oh. I mean... It's been seven days since you walked away or since I felt your touch or something like that. Not a clue what you're saying. I love how we bring music into our show but don't really know like what the songs are yeah, we're we talking have, about. We have no idea what we're singing half the time. <laughs> but, but you're on to something. It's been seven days. Try that again. I, I'm starting to... My memory's coming I back. I don't know. It's been what, it's been seven days since you went away or since I felt your touch. I don't know the name of the song or words of the song are. Somebody help us on is it the J- Twitter. Is it like is it Bieber? I don't think so. It's, I he sings like, in Spanish. I feel like it's someone who's got that high pitched male voice. Okay. Like uh, uh remember was it James Hetfield. Craig David? Or David Ooh. Craig, Craig David. You Craig remember? David. Craig yeah. David. I remember that guy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> back now. in the day. Oh my. I yeah. thought it was James Hetfield. We might have to take a time out here and <laughs> look this been song. Seven days since I felt you touch. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Now you now you have my Dude, my I'm, mind rolling. What Craig David sing? Oh, um, it's on. We got to do it. It's called every, Seven Days. Every song you did it to in two thousand and four. Was it was is it Craig David? Why has he got two first names? Who's this guy? I think he is Ricky Bobby. When you Google Craig David, it says Craig David Seven Days. That's a suggestion. Seven days. <laughs> like literally, that's what popped up. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, uh, I got you. I got you right here. Luckily, I n- we no longer have ads. So it's so. Let's see what this is. Just sorry, we're starting it off without any uh, fantasy football from the get go. But when we open the show, things happen, and most of the time they're magical. And we have literally no idea what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, and when the magic happens is when we have to introduce, like, oh crap, we weren't planning on doing this, but we're gonna we're going for it. I'm pretty sure I can sing this entire song as soon as the beat starts. Like, dude, this is a great song. If you can. If it'll, if it'll start, I mean. That's the thing. The clock's get. There we go. There we go. There we go. Oh. Hold up. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. Oh. Can I just say, oh, but, oh. No. This is a smooth song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wait. Oh, there it is. There it is. This is where it used to jam on the speakers. Fantasy football will resume shortly. Please, a word from our sponsor, Craig David. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm swaying right now. Uh. I'm swaying. Yeah. See, it's way too soft. So smooth. It is. Oh, yeah. I I was sitting here trying to go over going over what I want to talk about fantasy football wise and then you tickled my fancy. Yeah, our breakout this week is Craig, Craig David. David. Oh. oh yeah, I remember it. It's come it's coming back to me. Just get to the hook. And I'll be honest with oh. you, if you uh if you don't know the song, you're too young for us, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, so smooth. All right. I mean, let's put it in perspective. This was... He came out when Nelly came out. Oh. And they, they had one good CD at the... You know, in the same time frame. And then Nelly continued to perform, and this guy just said, Hey, I'm rich. I'm going to go live this up. Yeah. That really got me going. American Dream. Man. I'd probably be uh, trying to hit on, hit on my wife tonight if I <laughs> didn't have such a horrific bowel movement before the show. <laughs> I'm sure she won't mind. It's absolutely horrific. No, yeah. no, I mind, though. What, what was actually on the list of things to do today? Well, we do we do have our top boxing movie. Yes, it seems like that should be over. Numero no, uno. No, it's not over. <laughs> boxing Nick, and MMA. It's, it's getting ready to bring you all the juicy details from Rocky Four. <laughs> I'm going to give you Again. piece by piece the segments Again. that I remember. We're yeah. looking, all right, we're just going to piece in what Nitz already said about his previous <laughs> ones, and that's what he has to say about Rocky IV. Before we do that, i got to touch on one thing. <laughs> and Mainly. Our, if it's me, please don't. Well, you were working out when I got down here, and Craig David just played, so you put the pieces together, brother. <laughs> Anyway, brother, brother, you you know something, brother. When I walked down here and I saw you lifting with the pythons, brother, I thought I'm gonna put on some Craig David, brother, and I'm gonna touch on my brother arms, brother. Okay. All right. So that was, yeah. Okay. So we we mainly enjoy ourselves on the Twitterverse, but I but I do a little bit of Facebook promoting for the show. Because obviously we want to put our reach out there as far as possible. And I just have to touch on something. If you made it this far as a first-time listener, be assured, we do talk about fantasy football. I promise. (laughs) I had a guy literally pissed off because he felt that we wasted 15 minutes of his time before (laughs) we ever got to fantasy football. And my recommendation is, if you don't like it within the first five, you should probably move on. Or they it's so convenient to fast-forward. I mean, you can do it in 15 seconds. Literally, there's 15-second increments. Just go boom, 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 done. But I don't expect people to do that. I understand if you don't like the format of the show. I understand if you don't want to listen to us, you know, talk about pop culture stuff or just get warmed up. Sometimes we just like to get warmed up. And guess what? We're not for everybody. No. I mean, God, it took us all years to find wives. It's taken me 54 episodes to warm up the arms. Exactly. Because I I just got my beard back. It took me and arms four episodes to be like, yeah, we cannot do this without a third person. (laughs) Dude, we struggled to put together a half hour. It was so bad. We're like, Blake Bortles, shoot. (laughs) Um, Cleveland Browns quarterbacks, oh, darn it. (laughs) Oh. Right. My favorite thing, if you do go back and listen, don't, maybe don't, no, no, don't. no, okay, I won't. But listen, on SoundCloud, I think it, maybe it's on SoundCloud. Anyways, there's an episode zero preview. If you search the back row, <laughs> oh, it was show. a wrestling promo, basically. No, it was me and you, an unreleased episode. It was our testing when you said, "Let's get one thing straight. This ain't your mama's episode. This ain't your, <laughs> you know, this ain't your Pod, mama's fantasy podcast. show." There we go. Yeah, but we we, we weren't sure the direction we were going to go at that point. No, I just enjoy that line. If there's one line I remember (laughs) from the first four shows, it's you saying, "This ain't your mama's, you know, this ain't your mama's fantasy show," and something else. And I I was just, did I say your mama's or did I say your grandpa's? Well, it was like your mama's or something. All right, whatever. If if it didn't take me too long, I'll be honest with you, it was so bad I started listing and like, nope, 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 (laughs) yeah. unsubscribe (laughs) and in this one in this episode zero preview on soundcloud 
I tried to do the intro myself, and it was like, "Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show." <laughs> and it was so oh, freaking bad. It's also so horrible that it, it, it like super deep bass voice on everything. Oh yeah. So I roll uh, out there. Yeah, I'm like, "There's uh, Blake Bortles, dude." I, whenever I'm listening, I'm like, "Who is talking?" Oh, that's me. Yeah, that's me. I don't sound like James Earl Jones. No, no that's uh, no, that definitely not my voice. But hey, whatever. But rest yeah. assured. We do. We we that that's just the way we do the show. We do ten to fifteen minutes of our of our banter slash, you know, pop culture stuff that uh that a lot of people enjoy. And if you don't enjoy it, it's cool. We don't we don't expect everyone to enjoy it. Hey, we're we're not all we're three cool. we're not all three fans of uh, uh uh Smash Mouth. It just didn't happen. We're just not. No. I don't know. Is one of us? I like. Smash I mean, I'll listen to him. See, I there you go. Bark kills it yeah hate smash mouth i mean i don't think they're great and like bark huge youtube youtube fan i hate youtube (laughs) i think it's the single most overrated band in the history of music (laughs) i've never listened to a youtube song more than once yeah bark has those slightly clear blue glasses it's it's ridiculous i just hit my mic yeah well shows we've came a long way since episodes one through four huh yeah We hit our mics and crap all the time. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so number one boxing movie. See, we're nine minutes in and not a single word about football. Except, well, no, that's wrong. Blake Bortles. Nit, well, number Bortles one boxing movie. I, I want to get I want to get these fans that maybe not, don't like the banter to to the fantasy football. I'm going to be easy because, well, I've already like touched on every part of this movie. It, my number one boxing movie is Rocky IV. And it, oh, my like, God. Like I, I, I thought he was joking that he'd do it three times. No, 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 no. He, he did it twice. Rocky he did, four. He did yeah. Ali, remember? Oh, yeah, Ali. <laughs> Ali. Ali, the singer. Of the Muhammad Ali. Muhammad yeah. Ali. No, no, no. Anytime an American, anytime an American goes to Russia, defeats the Russian, and has the Russian crowd chanting his name. You know that was fake, right? It is a great storyline. It is. It is beautiful. It's the Yo Adrian movie. Like, how do you not love Rocky Four? How's it not hands down I everyone's guess, number one? That's I guess this I, is a quick one because my number one is Rocky Four. I hate it. I like. I almost wanted to just change mine completely because we talked about the same Rocky for three. Thank, thank you for validating it. Rocky Four. It is a great movie. It's but mine. since we opened this to MMA as well, I'm going to give kind of a it's it's a little out there. <laughs> it's not a traditional MMA movie. It's not a traditional boxing movie. It's Fight Club. Ooh. Boys, I'm I'm gonna allow this. Fight Club. I wish I could veto it. <laughs> I have to, I have to tell you. I love the movie. It's art. It is. That movie is art and fighting. It was the sixth sense before the yeah, sixth it is, sense. You it have is to go back and watch the someone movie. Someone struggling again. with their self identity, and they have a, a mental break. It's got one of the greatest soundtracks of any movie ever. If you if you like get into any physical activity, you can literally just download the Fight Club soundtrack and. Just be pumped for an hour and a half, yeah. and there's subtle things that the that the director puts in, like whenever one of them has a black eye, the other one has the same black eye. You know, it, it, you don't catch until yeah, you, don't you catch watch it, it again. You have to watch it again or read something about it. Like uh, at one point in time, um, Ed, Ed Norton Jr. is driving the car, right, yeah. and they wreck, and Brad Pitt gets out of the driver's seat. Oh, oh so. 
if you if you've missed the movie, you, if you've never seen it, go watch it. You'll understand what I'm talking about. But it's someone's self identity. They're struggling. They break, and they become an entirely different person. And it try it try, uh, kind of comes full circle towards the end. But it's a it's it's art. It's not just a movie. It's an actual artistic masterpiece for something that is so violent. Man, the, we got into this. The <laughs> watch it whenever he beats up the uh, the blonde guy. Right. the the lines he says it's something to the effect of you know i just wanted to kill everything beautiful i wanted to bash all those beautiful or all those baby seals on the beach i wanted to breathe smoke and you're like dude this dude's messed up but that's where it unfolds that's it, where it, it starts to unfold. everything unfolds and you see it all come you know you don't even realize until the very end what the heck just happened it's it's a great movie and you just violated the first rule of Fight Club. You don't talk about and Fight Club. And the second rule, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. The first and second rule, same one. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Hey, I'll allow it. I like the uh, dude. Love Fight Club. And it's it, it's been Instant bashed. Classic. It's it was bashed by critics as just garbage, probably because they didn't understand it. And and I'm not saying I'm smarter than critics, but ultimately it ended up with the Lifetime Achievement Award from Spike. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Not the most credible source, but it, it is. It's yeah. one of the ultimate guy movies. It is. It is. Huh. Well, I got to give some special shout outs. Uh, one of the movies on a lot of consensus top ten and fifteen lists is The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. I, I got to admit, I haven't seen it. I may have to now. Uh, Raging Bull, you know, could have possibly been in there with us. Um, Cinderella Man, Cinderella Man, um, the Boxer, uh, which is a you know a different kind of an indie movie. Uh, some old ones, one called Champion, among some others, but they didn't quite make the cut. Obviously, Rocky Four is just the greatest movie of all time, three times over. Uh, easy, easy, right? So many memorable, memorable moments from that movie, and yeah. and, and some, it's some, some stellar montages. I mean, oh, God, I love a good montage. <laughs> I love a good montage. You know what I want to do next? I just want to make sure you guys are in agreement with it. Go ahead. I would like to discuss our top three okay. TV series that ended too soon. Ooh. For the next little... Yeah, for the thing? next back row, you know, fluff segment. I don't know. I mean, sure. I'm going to have to really think hard and long about something like... I might pick one that went for twenty years and still say it ended too soon. Well, yeah. you know what? It, whatever, whatever, you, whatever it takes. I, I mean, Nit's probably going to do Rocky Four. So <laughs> yeah, Nit's yeah. like, well, it's that, so it's the one with the Russian and the robot with the Italian guy drinking the raw eggs. Yeah, yeah. punching people. <laughs> All right, the, the one where he beats his meat in the freezer. Wait, what? No, the cow. He beats the dead cow. Oh, that one. Yeah. I was about to say, we've all been there. <laughs> Not in a freezer. You guys have worked at a convenience store? No, no. I will never go to a convenience store. You Dude, ever it freezes at. in midair. It's the coolest thing ever. Instantly weird. That's and just, you have to uh, cut that. All right, this is over. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Oh, definitely. It, Rocky punching dead cows. Okay, anyway, so 15 minutes in. As promised, fantasy football. IDP. An IDP episode. Gotta love it. Individual defensive players. Individual defensive players. And we are going to do breakouts and sleepers 
Uh, not in any certain order, although we're going to start with some defensive ends, uh, which uh, is the least exciting position in IDP, but at the same time, the most exciting if you've got the right guys on your team. I'll lead it off. Do it. My breakout. Uh, first breakout, defensive line, IDP, Marcus Golden of the Cardinals. Uh, he was a linebacker. Now he's designated on most fantasy formats as a defensive end. This guy was getting sacks from the linebacker position. He's talented. He's been in the league for a little bit. I expect a full-on breakout from Marcus Golden, and I look for him to finish as a top 10 defensive end in all formats. Man, that's a big jump. But but they've been waiting for the Clayus Campbell replacement since he left. I mean, it's only been one year, but they, they, they sorely missed. A pass rushing, uh, pass rushing presence on that line. Marcus Golston, Golden, what is it? Second, third year in the league. It is his fourth season in the league. So you were close and then close, <laughs> but just like Rocky, four, fourth, season. fourth year in the league. Right. Arms, who you got, bro? I'm gonna go with uh, your boy, Derek Barnett. He only had 18 solo tackles last year. But in a situation role, still comes out with five sacks. It's nothing ridiculous. But if you give him a full-time role, so let's say we triple his snap count and he somehow gets you know 45 tackles and 15 sacks, all of a sudden you get this guy up in the you know top 15, 20 range, uh, maybe even approaching a top 10 uh, production. I mean, he's primed to have a good season with a great team around him. Guess what? They're going to be playing with the lead a lot. And what have we said many times? You play with the lead, the defensive ends have an opportunity to go off. And and that's all Derek Barnett did at Tennessee yep. was get sacks. I mean, he's the all-time leader in sacks at, at the University of Tennessee. Beating the great Reggie White. One of the best, quite probably the best to ever do it. And another lead-in, I'm going to go ahead and lead into my guy. Derek Barnett was the SEC leader in sacks. Over my guy, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is my breakout. Those are big names. Those are names everyone should know, but they're not necessarily names that put it all together in year one. Miles Garrett, the number one overall pick from last year, everybody knows who he is. But given the full, what, 75% snap count, a full season under his belt, he's top 10 hands down to me. That offense is going to be a little bit better. But he's still going to be on the field a ton in Cleveland. And he should be able to get it after the quarterback. I mean, he's, that's what he did at Texas A&M. In year one, you know, hurt, 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 hurt. When he got on the field, all he did was get sacks. I mean, there wasn't very much production outside of that. And that's kind of scary. But then again, he got sacks, man. Miles Garrett is an absolute superstar ready to break out. He's a Von Miller in a defensive end Role in, in, in designated as a defensive end in all fantasy in all fantasy leagues, fantasy formats, anywhere you play fantasy football. Miles Garrett is a must own for 2018. I agree. I agree. Can we? Uh, I, I'll give you one more. I don't want to call him a deep sleeper because uh, I don't think he is a deep sleeper. He's a first round draft pick, but I want to throw Tack McKinley in there as well. Uh, Kind of another name you should know. Yeah, second-year guy. uh, Drafted highly. Uh, We remember him most for bringing a painting of his grandma out and saying, dropping a GD on live TV and just out of excitement. 
But uh, he he's behind Brooks Reed. Brooks Reed, who's been along around for a long time and has never really put it all together. He's a solid consummate pro, uh, but he he's not a starting defensive end in my opinion for a good team. Maybe on a middle of the road team, but Atlanta's a good team. And you've got Tack McKinley more in the mold of a Von Miller type player, more in the mold of a Khalil Mack type player than you know. Brooks Reed's just not an exciting guy. McKinley's fast, and he's got good moves. Yeah, and he's got opportunity because just Brooks Reed ahead of him. So I like him to be a possible breakout as well. Sleepers? Anybody? You lead it off. Lead us off. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Here's the, I'm going deep. I'm going deep. Margus Hunt, who used to play... For Cincinnati, we've mentioned him on the show before. Dude's an absolute monster size-wise. Hasn't put it together otherwise, but size and athleticism. Dude is an absolute physical freak. He now plays for the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. Indianapolis, as we've mentioned many times on the show, is basically a free-for-all. If you can play the game and play it fairly well, you're probably going to get a starting job for the Indianapolis Colts. Or you're going to earn a role in the rotation of defensive line. At least. That's why he's a deep sleeper. Currently, currently, early offseason depth charts listed as the starter at defensive end. That's huge. Deep sleep. That's huge to start the season. Got to play yourself out of the role. So, a name to know. So, my sleeper had a little bit of hype coming out of last year's draft. Didn't really have a ton of production. A lot of that has to do with who's around him. He's got the likes of Demarcus uh, Lawrence, David Irving, guys who can get to the quarterback, get pressure. Um, got some, you know, other talented players on the team with him, and that's in uh, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith. Uh, last year had Anthony Hitchens on the team with him. This guy, Taco Charlton. Taco. Taco Charlton's kind of in the same mold as uh, Derek Barnett. The difference is Charlton doesn't have a defined path to starting. He only had three sacks last year, but showed, showed flashes of ability. I don't think he's going to be a 20-sack guy. I don't think it's he's got it in the tank. But ultimately, I could see him getting into the double digits. You know, maybe and putting together 35, 40-ish tackles. You know, earn his way into a starting role. The defensive line two spot is a hard spot to fill in fantasy football. And these are guys that you can go get your number one and take a few shots here or there at your number two spot if you want to if you want to go elsewhere in your startup draft or if you just want to trade trade to bring in some talent, yep. see see what unfolds in preseason. And for me, my sleeper. I'm gonna stay on the Indianapolis defensive line for two reasons. One you already mentioned, it's devoid of talent. Or at least, we, I say devoid of talent. It's devoid of starting talent. Like they don't know True. who the who the starter is going to be. But for two, they're switching from a three-four to a four-three, and that's big for defensive ends. Yes, and it's big for this player, Terrell Basham, second-year pro, out of o, the Ohio University, right down the road from us. We're homering because you're going to hear about two former Ohio University products on this show today. But it's Ohio University has been a up and coming mid major, constant success in the MAC. Terrell Basham was a huge part of the success for four years. He started there, and for four years he put up numbers. And he's a big dude, six four, two sixty six. Can get off the line, can attack the pass, the passer, and can play in the run game. I love Terrell Basham as a big leap, taking big leaps through preseason, showing out. 
and earning snap count in Indianapolis, earning a role in that, and all it takes is one big game, and you're on the field for a lot. You're on the field for a long time, especially on a team without defined starters. Terrell Basham is my breakout. No, he's my sleeper. He's my 2018 sleeper on the defensive line. I would love to see Terrell Basham and Marcus Hunt absolutely, you know, get their shot and run on opposite ends and, and play on that line. And while I'm thinking about it, nickname for the show, Taco Flavored Charlton Chew. I don't know. Okay. I, no? I, I, I don't know where you're going with that one. Taco Charlton? Charleston Chew? I know you don't have an <laughs> S in there. Taco flavored Charlton Chew. I try to go along on some of these 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 walks you take us on. Okay. That one I didn't go. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> I walk a lonely road. Okay. So, All right. linebackers. Linebackers, breakouts first, then deep sleepers. I'll lead it off. Names you should know, but aren't exactly household names in IDP fantasy. Jalen Smith is my first breakout. Currently listed as a starting middle linebacker. They have your boy Leighton Vander Esch slated for the strong side, I believe. Yeah. And Sean Lee on the week. They have Jalen Smith listed as a starter in the middle. I think when they drafted him, the plan was to make him the starter in the middle eventually. And I think this year it happens. He no longer is wearing the brace uh, involved with his former drop foot. Correct me if I'm wrong. He had that's, drop foot. That's correct. He's Coming not wearing out. that brace. Uh, apparently has full motion and full feeling in that leg and ankle. And uh, the kid the kid was an animal in college. An absolute animal. And I expect tore him to uh, tore it up. Yeah. I mean, the dude got drafted in what? The late first, early second round with the issue of his ankle? Knowing the talent. Yeah. It's not just the talent. The guy was a smart football player. You combine athleticism at the middle linebacker position with the ability to analyze the game. You got a dangerous linebacker. Yeah, just as cerebral as he is athletic, I mean, this this is a guy that is poised for a breakout as long as he holds on uh, to that top spot at middle linebacker. So if he's not on your fantasy team and you can get him cheap, do it. The other thing to note there, that D- Dallas defensive line is going to be really good. It is. It, 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 can, it has a lot of talent on the defensive line, which equals a lot of free-roaming linebackers. If Jalen Smith is the starting middle linebacker, he could get to 100-plus total tackles easy, easy in 2018. I love that pick, Bart. I've got a guy, well, who, didn't, you. A guy who didn't register a stat last year. My, right. Miami's most likely starting middle linebacker, Raekwon McMillan. Big name. So McMillan's stats in college only went, you know, like 119 tackles, followed up by 102 total tackles. Uh, on a very good Ohio State team that everybody, all the linebackers were talented. I mean, he had the likes of even, you know, Joey Boso on the team. It's not like he was the only stud out there. Uh, but guess what? Produced, produced big, and showed up at the right times. Yeah. Everything he do, he do it big. I mean, he, he reminded me of a, a step slower Ryan Chazier watching him play, honestly. That's true. But, hey, Miami had big plans for him. I mean, that hurt when he went down with the ACL last year. With preseason, I mean, that just hurts a team. Hurts him, but. Bounce back, 2018 is going to be a big year for him. Should walk into, should walk into a starting gig in Miami alongside Kiko Alonso. That's a good defense that they have going on down there in Miami. They're, they're building a great core. I mean, honestly, get some production from the defensive line. Are you to go guys to, saying that just because of me? No, no. no I, I truly. I don't believe. think their offense is worth anything, but their defense is. Uh, 
I mean, they're going to be on the field a lot. <laughs> they're going to be on the field a lot. Now, I do. I I like Raekwon a lot. Loved him coming out. Think he's a great break year two breakout guy. Along with my guy, another name you should know, Hassan Reddick, to Arizona. Seems like every. Seems like they just shipped out every part of that. Every aging part of that defense is gone, and it is Hassan Reddick's time. The reason they drafted him, versatility, man. He went 13th overall last year. Couldn't find – it's not that they couldn't find a role. He's, he was developmental. He was developmental coming out of Temple, decent-sized school. But this is his year to take off. If he wins the middle linebacker role as a guy who has experience also rushing the quarterback, he's going to eat up. He is going to eat up tackles. And then kick in maybe four or five sacks. That's all what year. I was going to say. You've got a middle linebacker or someone who's going to play, you know, on be on the field one hundred percent of the time, and can pass the rush or rush the passer, pass the rusher. Gee, many Christmas. <sighs> but yeah, he can rush the passer. He can get pressure. He can get his hands up. He's not a liability in coverage. No, no, no. just a heck of an athlete all around. An extremely athletic linebacker. I love every way he plays. Big guy, again, can get out in coverage, can rush the passer, can eat up blocks, can eat up tackles. I expect Hassan Reddick to be a leader on that team, too. As young as they're getting, Hassan Reddick can walk in, earn that role, earn snap count from being the captain of that defense, being on the field 100% of the time, 100% of the snap count. That's huge if he wins out of the role. Eat him up. Get him on your fantasy football team for 2018. Don't be scared to go linebacker two for him. But I'm projecting more linebacker three numbers. But, man, what an opportunity for the guy. I'm going to hit some more on breakouts before we get to sleepers. Just because it's IDP, it's it's part of our specialty, and it's, it's a huge position. Time. It's a huge position. It is. It's oh, a yeah. wide receiver. It's a heavy. wide receiver of your defense. It's a wide receiver of your defense, and – the next one, Jordan Hicks, linebacker for Philadelphia. They shipped Michael Kendricks out. I know Michael Kendricks wasn't burning up the world, wasn't a consistent starter. But he was uh, eating up 25% of the snap count or better in he, any given game. He was. And if Jordan Hicks can just stay on the field, if he can just stay healthy, he's already shown that he can be a top 20 linebacker in this game. It's just a matter of staying healthy and more opportunity. And it's presented on that defense we just talked about that's going to be on the field because the offense scores in bunches and scores quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly. And Jordan Hicks could rack up a ton of tackles, shutting teams down and getting the offense back on the field. So he's a breakout for me. Since we're adding additional breakouts, I'm going to go ahead and throw in Anthony Hitchens. Played for Dallas last year. Easy breakout. Goes over to Kansas City. Guys, Anthony Hitchens is an animal. In the few games that he started last year or had significant playing time, he goes for 12 foot uh, – Excuse me, 12 points, eight tackles, three of them tackled for loss, three tackles for loss in a game. Comes back, you know, a few weeks later, has five tackles and five assists combined with a tackle for loss. A couple weeks later, 12 tackles, three tackles for loss, three more assists. That's 20.25 points. Man, that's a great game. It's not even his best one. He ends up with 21 points the next week, 10 tackles, four assists, an interception, and a pass deflection. The guy's going to be on the field 90 to 95% of the time in Kansas City. They've got a gaping hole left whenever – was it Derek Johnson who just Derek, left there? Yeah, Derek Yeah, Johnson. with Derek Johnson's exiting, Anthony Hitchens moves into that role. There's a reason they brought him on board because they know they can now move on from Derek Johnson. I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Do you have anything to add on Hitchens? Well, I they committed to him. 
with that contract that they gave him, Anthony Hitch, Anthony Hitchens signed like a five year deal. They he was the direct replacement for Derek Johnson. Derek Johnson was just you're probably the most consistent IDP linebacker. In the la- and you could say in the last ten years because he's played in the last ten years, the guy was there forever, and he went over a hundred solo numerous times. 100, approaching 135, 140 total tackles. Anthony Hinchins, the the swagger he plays with, the the grit he plays with, the just everything about his game is a perfect replacement. And and that team's all about getting just getting the job done. I love. They're Kansas a great. City. What's the term you use? Uh, posi- assi- assignment alignment and assignment football. They are a great alignment and assignment football team, and this is a great alignment and assignment football player. Yeah, you put him in the right position, he ain't going to get out of it. He's going to do what's in front of him, and there's a lot of tackles to be made in that defense. Here's my devil's advocate stance. I like Anthony Hitchens. I own shares of him. I believe it's going to be a breakout year as well. The only thing I think that could possibly stop it from being a breakout year is a sleeper not a deep one but a sleeper on my list and it's reggie ragland former alabama product uh flamed out with the bills now is on the kansas city chiefs and he does hold down one of those inside linebacker spots according to depth charts that are out right now and reggie ragland could possibly be the breakout and Anthony Hitchens kind of settle into the a linebacker role. three role, whereas yeah. Reggie Ragland. I mean, you you could toss it up. I'd give it 60-40 Hitchens over Ragland, but that 40 percent's no joke for him to be the lead tackle guy on that team. So I like Reggie Ragland as a sleeper. You should be able to get him for next to nothing, whereas Hitchens could cost you a little bit. Uh, I like them both, the but I just want to toss Reggie out in a. A backup role, basically. He was a fill-in-the-hole when someone else is hurt type guy. 55 tackles in limited playing time. If you give him... He got some starts thanks to Sean Lee. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. But if you give him a full 16-game slate, you should be approaching 85 tackles. And 85 tackles combined with the numbers he puts up on his assists, you're looking at a top-10 linebacker. I agree. I, I like them both. Like I said, I just wanted to throw Reggie Ragland's name out there because if there is any reason it doesn't happen... It's Reggie Ragland. I get it. I get. I, I agree, hundred percent. There. I get it, but I, I I would buy Anthony Hitchens three times before I buy Reggie Ragland. You are you part of your Reggie opening Ragland's with him. not going to cost you anything, right? But Reggie Ragland, you said flamed out. You, don't put your money in the linebacker three possession on Reggie no, Ragland. No, absolutely no. not. Bring but him you in can. as your you linebacker can. five or six. You can put your money on Anthony Hitchens to give you contribution Agree. at a minimum. He might not be the breakout guy on Kansas City's linebacking core, but he's going to be a consistent guy at the very, very least. I'll go as far to say, if you're looking down the list and you've missed on your linebacker one, and you're starting to look at linebacker twos, Anthony Hitchens is the guy you're going to be able to buy at linebacker two prices. Maybe mid-tier linebacker two prices and get potentially linebacker, most likely linebacker one production. One more on you. Christian Jones, uh, linebacker from the Bears, signed as a free agent with Detroit. He's playing the outside linebacker spot there in Detroit, but this guy can play the middle as well. And Jared Davis, not a pillar of health in his rookie season. Uh, They also signed Devon Kennard from the Giants, but I love Christian Jones. I love what he showed in his uh, opportunities with Chicago. This is another guy that's not going to cost you nearly anything. You grab this guy, 
You grab Reggie Ragland, you grab a couple other names we're going to throw at you on this list for next to nothing and stash them as your depth, you've got high upside depth. Don't grab them as starters. Grab them as depth that could possibly be starters for you. The best thing about getting linebacker depth is grabbing guys that could break out. Get your starting three, then add three more that could break out and you could leverage to sell off as a starting one, two, or three. Christian Jones is one of those guys for me. Because, again, they're wide, if they break out, you're getting close. You're not going to get a wide receiver value. You're getting close to it, though. You're getting the wide receiver production. It's hard to get the value out of a trade, but but still, one of them break out, you're, you're golden to upgrade somewhere. If you play IDP, you, you have probably made a trade that involved a top linebacker for a top 20 wide receiver or running back. It happens. I've seen it happen. At the very least, they're a big part of the piece uh, to deal for offense. So don't don't take them lightly. Linebackers are important. So are we into the sleepers now? We get into the sleepers. I'll, I'll do the very first back row uh, trial. Welcome to the back row sleepers. I just kind of like the sleepers. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I'll toss out the first one. Get after it. I'm going deep with the first sleeper. Real deep. Arizona. I dipped into Arizona multiple times for sleepers and breakouts. This one, very deep. If you go and look at the Cardinals depth chart, their their projected starters on defense, at middle linebacker, they have a guy named Josh Bynes. Don't know if he's related to Amanda Bynes or not. It's going to be Hassan Reddick. It could be Hassan Reddick. He's slated for the strong side. But Scooby Wright, who was a high tackle guy, kind of in the mold of Vontez Perfect, kind of in the mold of Zach Thomas, not drafted high at all, if at all. And this guy has stuck around the league for a couple years, bounced around. He was picked up by Cleveland uh, released, signed with Arizona, was buried on the depth chart. This guy's number two in line for the middle linebacker spot. And Scooby Wright put up tackles at Arizona in his college career. Uh, he's just a natural tackler. The problem with him is he's not a high you know, motor athlete, not athletic as all get out. This guy is just a football player. Sometimes that's exactly what you need. Scooby Wright is a great deep sleeper. If you're running through the season and injuries start hitting and you want to pick up some waiver wire stashes, Scooby Wright's not a bad one. They don't have a middle linebacker right now. Scooby could be snacking. Easy to remember. Jeez, Scooby. <laughs> you're so proud of that. <laughs> I love it. Zoinks! <laughs> how do you how do you, how mean, you call I, that up, Rhymes? But you're up. <laughs> okay. Well, if we're going to go deep and people who don't have defined starting roles... I'm going to stick with the last year Chicago linebackers. I'm going to go with Nick Kwiatkowski <laughs> as a Nick sleeper. Hey, you guys knew it. I love Nick Kwiatkowski. We know. <laughs> oh, we know. Listen, Nick, Nick was going to steal him. Who do you have to account for on that team? You gotta, you're got. you going to have to account for Roquan Smith. They got Danny Trevathan as the other inside linebacker. Pretty Once solid. again, yes, but not the most healthy guy in his career. He's proven time and time again that he Agreed. misses games. So Kwiatkowski in the times that he plays – uh, last year, in a couple of spot starts, he had eight tackles, a tackle for loss and assist, and a sack. You know, he comes down a few weeks later, has seven tackles, six tackles, and, you know, to go along with a few assists. Never had that full-time starting role. Last year in the preseason, listen, I'm fully aware it's the preseason, 
But last year in the preseason, he looked like the best linebacker on that team, and I firmly believe he was the best linebacker on that team last year. The problem is they had commitments to some of their older guys and they wanted to play him. And they it, had guys like Christian Jones that was yeah. battling Kwiatkowski for playing time. Christian Jones is gone. Yes, yeah, so whenever Danny Trevathan goes down to injury, like he pretty much always does, Danny Trevathan is like Preston Brown's upside with Sean Lee's injury history. All right? <laughs> like, it is what it is. He's, an, he's a solid linebacker, but he just always stays a little bit dinged up. Look for Kwiatkowski to get an opportunity or two throughout the year at a minimum He's someone you can pick up for some spot starts whenever uh, Trevathan starts battling injuries. I'll give you this as well. Kwiatkowski is the next best linebacker on deck there in Chicago. There is no one on that depth chart outside the starters that is intimidating. Heck, at left outside linebacker, you got Aaron Lynch. That's not intimidating to me. Throw Kwiatkowski in that spot and then move him to the middle if Trevathan goes down. Nit, show us some Kwiatkowski love. You just said Kwiatkowski's intimidating is what you said. Like, I can't get over it. Uh, all right. Maybe, he's maybe. He's only 25. Maybe. Maybe. That's a, I, I, he's the Craig David of linebackers in Chicago. I'm just glad I called her. Sleeper. He was going to steal it from you, but he knew you'd get you upset. I, I'll that's fine. Go I've got first. another one. I've right. got another one. So. Arms has sleepers for days. <laughs> Starts getting light in the defensive backs, but I've got another sleeper out there. All right. Let me get on my sleeper. I'm going to stay in Indianapolis. I mean, it's just too easy to pick on that defense with as bad as it is, man. There's just not a superstar whatsoever anywhere on that defense. I mean, there really isn't. Every spot is up for grabs, and if whoever wins the middle linebacker job there is just going to be a star. They're going to—it's a four-three. They're going to be on the field a ton. And my guy is Anthony Walker, a second-year pro out of Northwestern, a high tackle guy in the Big Ten, performed extremely well. And the thing I love most about him—a little bit undersized. A little bit undersized for, for the Scooby a, of Indy. A little bit undersized for a middle linebacker, a la Gary Brackett. Ali Gary the, Brackett. A la Gary Brackett. Ali Anthony Walker. I mean, I I love the guy in in college, and you kind of alluded to it with Scooby. Not the jump off the page physical traits that you want out of a superstar athlete, but just knows how to play the game. Great alignment assignment football and i love to see that when i'm trying to project a guy to break out project a sleeper i want to know that this guy has football knowledge behind him coming out of northwestern with production screams football knowledge i love anthony walker listed it too on the depth chart but I think he makes a name for himself with his knowledge of the game and just general ability to get to the football. Anthony Walker. I agree. Walker gave people fits in the Big Ten. He did. There was multiple times he's Big Ten Player of the Week. As a matter of fact, the local boy here, um, Jalen Prater. Mm -hmm. Jalen Prater led the country in tackles for like the first three weeks of the season in place of Anthony Walker. Anthony Walker comes back, and that kid doesn't see the field again because of how – that's just how good Anthony Walker is. He took the number one tackler in the country off the football field after three weeks. Never gave it back. He won 120 tackles in one season, 105 tackles in the next season at Northwestern. This guy's just I want to say he, he missed three or four games in his senior season, too. Around the football a ton, and you got to love that for middle linebackers. Again, it's not always about – athletic ability it's about knowledge it's 
it's it's a very cerebral position. It's much like the quarterback. Man, I love that word, Bart. Thanks for throwing it out there. Cerebral. Ruh-roh. He's I'll, a cerebral sleeper. I got one more sleeper on linebackers. I got like four, so go ahead. Oh my gosh. So you guys know my affinity for the uh, the Buccaneers linebackers. Yeah, they've got Quan. They've yeah. got Levante David. They've got a young guy named Kendall Beckwith. Kendall. So Kendall Beckwith, in his uh, time of starting, you know, he was manning one of the inside line, or excuse me, the weak side linebacker spot or the inside, depending on who's hurt at the time. Uh, he ends up with eight, or excuse me, eight and a half points. So five tackles, six tackles, nine tackles, twelve tackles. That's consecutively. All right, his first four starts of the season. Oh, by the way, it goes 12 tackles of the next one. Just puts up monstrous stats and ends up kind of getting relegated back as some of the uh, the more experienced players come back onto the field, you know, coming back from injuries. And he gets a starting role this year. He moves over to that strong side linebacker spot. But guess what? He can play the middle. He's already proved it. He can play the weak side. He's already proved it. Look for Levante David to take a step back this year and Kendall Beckwith to move over to the weak side, end up as a top 20 linebacker without a doubt. I love that you mentioned him because I sold high on him as soon as I could last season. Regrettably, because I like him, and I think he's going to be an absolute stud in years to come. But I was going for a title. I needed a piece on offense. I traded Kendall Beckwith at the height of his value last year because he tore it up before Levante David came back. Exactly. Absolutely. With monster games. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I'll throw out some uh, few more sleepers. You guys interrupt me if you got one you want to throw in, but I'm going to go Sua Cravens as a sleeper for me as a linebacker safety hybrid. Uh, was traded to Denver after a short stint after a short stint with retirement. Uh, we all know this kid is is a really solid safety that can play big hitter. If they put him on the linebackers and he actually gets a starting job, he. He's going to put up some numbers. This kid can fly all over the field. Can find his way to the football. Absolutely. I think he's a great pick as a sleeper if you got a spot. Uh, another guy, Dylan Cole out of Houston. They've got a good linebacking core. Zach Cunningham is my breakout of all breakouts, but I've talked about him all offseason, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Uh, Dylan Cole, if somebody goes down with injury, Dylan Cole showed well uh, as a rookie last year for Houston. I like him as a deep sleeper. And... Uh, Rameek Wilson of the Rams. I like second, Rameek Wilson. Second. He uh, put up some numbers in KC. Another reason Reggie Raglan could break out. Rameek Wilson is gone. He's now the uh, backup middle linebacker for the LA Rams. And I think if he gets an opportunity, uh, he's going to be startable in all league formats. Uh, also, that's an aging linebacking core, too. It is. It's Big an aging linebacker core. But they traded, you know, they traded one of those guys uh, to Miami. Opens up a spot for Rameek Wilson. Didn't they trade someone to, uh, or losing free agency to the Giants as well? I, they, I think that's where Ogletree went. Oh, yeah. O- Ogletree's, yeah, gone. Ogletree's yeah. out. Ogletree. Ogletree's out. So they basically have Mark Barron. Mark Barron and wide open. That, exactly. But currently, Rameek Wilson's not listed as a starter. I think he will be by the time training camp's over. But not quite yet. One more tossed at you. Blair Brown, middle linebacker, Jacksonville. Uh, Miles Jack is not the middle linebacker there. Telvin Smith is not the middle linebacker there. They used a combination of Paul Puzlesny and friends. Puzlesny is gone. Blair Brown, another Ohio University product. 
kind of a weird situation down there where you have just a just everyone's experienced around the middle linebacker position where usually it's the middle linebacker getting everyone ready to roll in there it's going to be like that's that's a prime time you can take a chance on a young guy blair brown has a great chance to put up numbers and be a starter week in week out he's projected as the starting middle linebacker so there you go jack next Next to to telvin smith opportunity all pros yeah that's two OU Bobcats. And I lied. I said we'd bring you two. Let's throw out one more. Woo. Seventh round draft pick by Miami, Quentin Poling. Put up some numbers. All if right. you talk to our buddy, Mr. Talbo, at NFL Draft Diamonds, he thinks Quentin Poling has a bright future in the NFL. So do I. Miami's linebacking core is nowhere near set. I love McMillan. I love some of the guys they've drafted. Jerome Baker, I I like what they're doing, but Quentin Poling has just as easy as a path to a starting spot as anyone else in the league. I like him. He's a deep, deep sleeper. There you go. Three OU Bobcats from me. Wow. Hoscats. Wow. I said Hoscats, not Bobcats, but I did it intentionally. It's an inside joke. Gotcha. All right. You guys know the Hoscats. Well, you just talk for like five minutes. Do you want to lead off the safeties also? I can. You, Arizona. Arizona jumps right back in there for me. Buda Baker breakout. Boom. That the honey badger is gone. Buda Baker was pretty solid as a rookie, now in a full time role for Arizona. Gotta love Buda Baker. If Buddha's not on your radar, then uh you're anti Buddhist. And you probably shouldn't be playing IDP. You probably shouldn't be playing IDP. Buda Baker, big breakout this year. Uh, my breakout's going to stick with the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, we've talked time and time again how that Colt show. The whole defense is just in shambles, but they do have a stud, have an absolute star, and his name's Malik Hooker. Through week seven, Malik Hooker is one of the best uh, safeties in the entire league. Wasn't a huge tackle machine, but pass defense, pass defense, pass defense. He had three interceptions. He had four pass defenses to go along with, you know, a tackle or two each game. And then he goes down with a bad injury in uh, week seven, finishes his, his season, but still finished from the safety spot as a rookie with 41 points. Hey. Malik Hooker's got an opportunity to stand out, put up legitimately – top five skill or top five points this year he has the single best ball skills i've ever seen out of a safety in probably maybe not ever but definitely Charles Woodson. Excuse, he didn't come Sorry. out as a safety though but yeah. literally in the past 10 years coming out as a rookie he's got the best ball skills i've seen as a safety honestly i can't think of anyone who's really that close also i mean he's pretty cheap for indy as a rookie with the new with the rookie cap of past years, so uh, cheap thrills from Hooker for Indy. Yeah. Thanks for my lead in. So I'm going to go with John Johnson. Okay, <laughs> shocker. <laughs> I talk about him a lot. He's my uh, um, legitimate guy to pick up. Like arms is Nick Kwiatkowski, but John Johnson's my dude, man. John Johnson. He's another year two guy going along with the theme you guys had. Year two guys ready to break out. This dude saw the field a ton in the second half of the season, and he absolutely performed. Screamed it all the time. John Johnson gets snap count. He's on the field all the time. It was He was on the field all the time in the second half of the season, and he just gets tackles. He gets he toss in an interception, pass defenses. I know that's big on your book, Arms, ability to get to the ball. But, man, he's going to be on the field a ton. He's going to get an opportunity, and he's young. If you can land him, dynasty four match, you got a, 
a seven or eight year starter on your hands. Love John Johnson. I do agree, even though he loves him so much. Carl Joseph, I'm throwing him out there too. This is the year Carl Joseph finishes as a top ten defensive back in IDP leagues. Dude's an absolute beast. Just uh, needs to put it all dude, together. Dude, he he dropped the hammer so so much when he was playing for West Virginia. Yep, he's going to for the Raiders too. You know who else played for West Virginia? Hmm. Nick Kwiatkowski. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, Kevin White Kwiatkowski. played for West Virginia too. Yeah. Tavon <laughs> Austin. Steve Slayton, former former guest on the show. Geno Smith. Uh, well, Patrick who's the White. guy who got shot in Pat the head? White. Stedman Bailey. Stedman Bailey. How did, it's uh, the West Virginia. Hour. Yeah, we, we know. Java Best? No, that was, no, that Cal. was Cal. That was Cal. Yeah, my bad. Blue, the blue color. and gold. <laughs> blue and gold gets me, you know. Jared Goff used to play for West Virginia. Oh, no, wait, this. And that I, was blue and gold Cal. <laughs> dang it. And I'm done with West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> so lead us off with those sleepers. Didn't you have, uh, you wanted to. Okay, I'll toss him out for you. You mentioned him. Jabril Jabril Peppers. All right. Jabril. Dude, Jabril Peppers, biggest name coming out of the draft last year. I think everyone just liked to say it. Jabril Peppers, Jabril Peppers, however you wanted to say it, man. Good old Jabril. The dude, the biggest. Jabril Levine. (laughs) The the biggest problem Jabril Peppers has, he can't find a role. Man, if if Cleveland would just commit to him in the strong safety or free safety, either safety position. The guy's going to get to the football. Struggles to get interceptions, but man, does he get to the football and make tackles. At Michigan, he was a hybrid linebacker. He lined up at defensive end sometimes. I mean, in in those crazy packages that they'd have rushing the passer. But the guy needs a role. Cleveland's invested into him. Now it's time to, like, lock him down into a role. Let him develop in a safety role. The guy has as much talent as anyone else on the field. The one thing about Jabril Peppers, and I'm not saying that he's this guy, but the person I liken him to the most, whenever you watched a few years back and you watched Troy Polamalu play, you're like, that guy just really doesn't actually have an assignment. Right. He's just... Just get near the ball. That's his job, get near the ball. And that's what Drew Bro Preppers did real good in college. He just found him near the ball. It's almost like the, the Danny Amendola role of, you know, a slot receiver in, in, in a, a true free safety. In just New he, he had no assignment. Yeah, just find the ball be in the right position at the right time. If they will let Jabril Peppers have that kind of uh, that kind of freedom, he could have an absolute monster year. The problem the reason I didn't want to mention him is not very cerebral. I don't know. I had to go back with the cerebral. I mean, he only he, he only had, I believe, what one career interception at at Michigan, or at least one his senior exactly. season. Yeah, not a ball hawk, not a very. Like, but he's he's a tackle guy. He's a big tackle guy. He's not always going to be the person who who comes down with it or bats it away, but he is going to be the person who makes the tackle. He's probably owned in most IDP dynasty yeah. leagues right now. But hey, if you can get him cheap, go after him, get him. I mean, someone might be kind of fed up with the no roll, so. So, I'll give you a, another sleeper here. Sleepers. Breaking the rookie rule. Ronnie Harrison. Ronnie. Mentioned him last week. Hey, he's got Tepshawn Gibson and Barry Church ahead of him. The, you're not going to throw at either one of those uh, cornerbacks. So, if he can eke his way into a starting role, between, you know, ahead of one of those two guys, he's got an opportunity to really shine in a excellent and absolutely excellent Jaguars defense. I mean, just has to find his way yes, to the field, and that—that's a team that's difficult to run on, and it's a team difficult to pass on. Who are you going to pick on? The rookie. Yeah, has opportunity. You got a sleeper, Bart? I do. 
Uh, I've been waiting on this guy to break out for a while. I'm still going to call him as a deep sleeper. Uh, Detroit Lions, Miles Killebrew, uh, kind of kind of one of those dynasty gems at IDP that we've been waiting on for a few years, and it hasn't happened. Uh, Glover Quinn is in the way. Glover Quinn is 32. Doesn't mean he's going to fall off the face of the planet. We've seen safeties play well into their 30s. Uh, but I like Miles Killebrew as a deep sleeper. I've stashed him on teams over the past couple years, just kind of waiting. Hasn't happened yet. I still like his talent. And I think, you know, Tavon Wilson or Glover Quinn, one of those guys goes down. Uh, and if Miles Killebrew can seize that situation, uh, I think he could put up pretty solid numbers as a DB3. I think I, th- I think he's the most talented safety on that team i i love miles killebrew outside the name the name's great but the dude's talented man he put up some great games when given opportunity i love that pick i'll give you my sleeper and it's guy who flashed in 2016 got hurt with a neck injury rehabbed it nursed it all off season never got back to health it's clayton gethers Clayton Bigsby. Clayton Gathers, another Indianapolis guy. I mean, I, I can't harp on that enough, man. Whoever ends up winning some roles there is going to be on the field a lot because we don't expect that offense to be great. Clayton Gathers, when he was playing, they they played him at linebacker. They would bring him into the nickel linebacker role, not the nickel, uh, not the the nickelback role. He would come down into a nickel linebacker role and get a ton of tackles, and he's playing strong safety. He put up monstrosities of games in 2016. Still young. The injury is a huge concern. Can he get back on the field? I think so. Should be able to acquire him extremely cheap. And all he has, he does have Malik Hooker in front of him, which I think Malik Hooker does have a starting job. No question about that. But Matthias Farley played well last year. Not a big name. Not a big talent. Clayton Gathers. Is is the second most talented safety on that team? What was his last name? Farley. No, dude. Or Gathers. Gathers. Yeah. Clay. Come togethers right, right now. now. Oh me. All right, I'll give you another one. A guy playing behind Jeff Heath and I believe Byron Jones last year in Dallas, and that's Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods last Ooh. year as a rookie out of Louisiana Tech. Good pick. Okay, he was an okay guy. He finished the season with 33 tackles and uh, nine more assists. He had three pass defenses. He was he was an all right overall talent. He didn't you know kill it, but guess what? He also wasn't starting all year long. He moves into a starting role this year. He's got Bingo. an opportunity. He there was times in training camp last year that he looked like the best safety. Great last minute buzzer beater. So Xavier Woods, not the wrestler. The safety for Dallas. There's a wrestler? Yes, he's in New Day. Xavier Woods is his yeah. name? Really? Yes. Um, but I, I he, he's he, got he's got an opportunity. If if he if you double his play, you know, his, his snap count and snap he just count. goes up to sixty six tackles, he jumps way up into that top fifteen range and man, he's gonna be an absolute steal because nobody's nobody's buying Xavier Woods right now. That's mm. that's a great pick. I've bought him as a dollar waiver wire acquisition in the off season. Cause I have him, you know, listed as a sleeper as well. And I had completely forgot about him arms with the swish on Xavier Woods. Just right at the buzzer. Right I, hope, the buzzer. I hope he throws up the Des X and just continues it. And now every tackle he gets, it just throws up the X baby. I love it. Xavier X to the V. Great Xavier. name. 
X to ah! the Z. Yeah. It's X to the Z. I know. I know. I love it. So that, was a, that was a great buzzer beater. As soon as you said Xavier, I was like, oh, snap. Xavier Woods, baby. His, he does. He has opportunity. And opportunity is nine-tenths of the law in IDP. <laughs> Dude, that, that Dallas secondary was disappointing last year. Like, I, I bought shares of Byron Jones. Me too. Me too. And then when he wasn't performing, I bought shares of Jeff Heath. And he wasn't performing. They just they desperately need a safety to come in there and play well. Yeah, I mean as as the team overall develops, gets better with you know Demarcus Lawrence continuing what he does and Van Der Esch and Sean Lee and Jalen Smith kind of all gelling together at the linebacker spot. You're going to have to start passing, and the beneficiary is most likely going to be Xavier Woods. Love it. Bring us home, Bob. I love Bring. it as well. Bring. Hopefully, everyone else loved it again. If we bore you with our 10 to 15 minutes of banner, I apologize. I accidentally just accidentally just hit play on a podcast, and I'm not editing it out. I'm mm-hmm. not going to edit that out at all. I just want to let everyone know I listen to your podcasts. Uh, real quickly, Gut Check hasn't put a podcast out in almost a month. Jeez. I'm just... Low blow. That's not a low blow. I'm wondering where they went. Where are you going? Where are you at, Dave? Dave. Dave. I love you, Dave. Where did you go? Dave. Where, are, where in the world is Dave Turner? Turno? Where in the world is Dave Turno? Yeah, where'd you go, bro? Turno, bro. He's my boy. I like him. And I would like to hear some more content out of you. All right. Please so, respond. Please give us a rate. Give us a review. The reason why these are important is the more ratings we get, the higher we jump up the ranks, the more listeners we get. And the more listeners we get, the more we can bring this sweet, sweet back row music to your ear holes. <laughs> Stolen straight from Dan Cummins. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I will. I will steal from Dan any opportunity I get. It's not plagiarism; it's just flattery. It's truth, though. We are we are on the verge, on the verge of becoming one of the biggest fantasy podcasts out there in the podcast world, and we just need your help. So rate us, just review us, a little bit of help, just a little bit. Follow us on whatever app you use, whether it be Podcast Addict, Podbean, Stitcher. Quitcher, Litcher, yeah. I mean, pitcher. over 80% of people, we listen to it on iTunes. If you're listening on iPhone, get on there. It takes two seconds. Give us five stars. Write a little blurb about how much, you know, we've enlightened your world. And how much we've grown over these past 54 episodes. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> how much you adore us and how wonderful we are and how you want me off the show, but you're still giving us five stars anyway. Right. And, you know, we'll take that in consideration. Nothing's probably going to happen. But right. Um, you know what we you might get right shouted out. You might get a little five shout, star shout out. Shout, let shout it all out. out. Back row fantasy shows what it's all about. And come, come on, on. we're so, we're close to giving giving away one of the shirts. We are end of the month. Got a few days left. We do have some Twitter reviews on there. Man, we got a good one. We got, we got a good one the it's, other day. So good. It it just it felt so good. Are you talking about the one you sent to us? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> Dude, it, it warmed my heart. This one cracked me up a little bit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the southern, like it cracked you up? The southern accent one? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That was, that was All Twitter. Right. All right. That was uh, a dude on Twitter that found us and, and enjoys us. And I, man, I appreciate that. If you're shouting us out on Twitter, my God, it, it warms our hearts completely. 
just just warms yeah, and our hearts. By the way, if you are listening to us, if we're, whenever we share our post, our, our podcast, which we do every time, mm-hmm. make sure you're sharing it. All this stuff, once again, it helps us grow. Because, guys, the goal is for this to someday be our career. We would love an opportunity to be full-time fantasy podcasters. We've, we've all got, you know, solid careers out there, but... Let us, you know, you can help us quite literally live out our dream. Yes, do it. I'm, I'm trying to buy time for you to find your stupid review here. Dreamers, dreamers, man. Dreamers, man. Dreamers, dude. Dreamers. Thanks for listening to the back row show, man. Are you? Thanks, about, man. Are you going to talk about the review or not? Huh? I thought that's what we were doing here. No, no. No, he couldn't find it. He was just letting you ramble on. Oh, Jesus Christ! No. I, I think he's referring to Jeff Gibson uh, on, and this was, I believe, on Facebook. I don't know. Yeah, it said uh, good podcast. You guys, co- how often do you guys cover IDP? Uh, of course, we shared over to him, and gave him a link to uh, Bingo Bingo, one of our one of our podcasts. Episodes? You know, one out of three episodes, give right. or take. Right. And then, uh, yeah, he said that we do good work, all that happy jazz. We appreciate your uh, your love, Jeff Gibson. Yeah, a little it's getting a little too mushy. We'll see you later, man. Give Ooh, us some uh, Yanni, some some happy jazz, some Kenny G, baby. Work with uh, him. Now that we're done making love to the listeners, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. <laughs> Let us know in the inbox if there's anything you want to hear. People are starting to do that more, and we appreciate it. We like to fine-tune and tailor the show to you. Have a great freaking night. Bark is out. See ya. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.